This is the MLW Radio Network. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Blackheart, the head honcho off the top roast podcast. If you love independent and professional wrestling and like all the juicy gossip of the wrestling industry, then look no further than here, OTTR Headquarters. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Facebook groups, and whatever that you get your podcast from with our, with our latest Last Week of Wrestling, After Darts, Under Boss's Hard Taste, and now a new upcoming trivia game show, Wrestling Every, coming soon. So if you like what you've seen, you love professional wrestling, you love independent wrestling, you love everything about wrestling just yourself, give us a tune. You know, you would not regret it. Blackheart out. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Are you tired of prediction shows? Do you want to fantasy book the companies? Does Bigfoot even really exist? If you answered yes to any of those questions, then check out the podcast that isn't a podcast. Every Tuesday and Thursday, the standing streamer stands and delivers as he and Vanessa talk about all that's going on in pro wrestling today. Plus, see in-depth conversations with people in and around the wrestling world as guests share their stories and insights about making it in the business. The Putting You Over Podcast. Putting your weeknights over every Tuesday and Thursday. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening and good night. My name is Thomas and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah, yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. For we shared a room. Thought I knew your face. Yeah, we so go we... way back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do. We do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Brocast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books. We're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also, check us out on Twitter at the Broadcast. That's B R O. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Ending. Yeah, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Two Heels and a Face Wrestling Podcast believes wrestling is a buffet. There's something there for everyone. These guys cover local Chicago indie scene, and all of their episodes can be found at twoheelsandaface.com. The number two heelsandaface.com
Welcome to another episode of Headlines brought to you by the MLW Radio Network and the Front Row Material brand for Monday, September the 19th, 2022. Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast to bring you all the late-breaking news in the world of wrestling, whether that's WWE, AEW, Ring of Honor, Impact Wrestling, and so many more. We bring you a comprehensive outlook on everything that is making news in the world of wrestling. This is a daily podcast that's free anywhere fine podcasts are made available. With that being said, let's go ahead and let's jump right into the headlines. Making news at this hour, MJF. MJF and Tony Khan seem to be, once again, still at odds one another for everything that's happening in the world of AEW. MJF says to Tony Khan, pay up or daddy doesn't show up. During a recent appearance on the MMA Hour with Ariel Hawani podcast, MJF commented on why he returned to All Elite Wrestling, his three-month hiatus, and what's to come from him. Now, some of his highlights. Now, why he returned to AEW after a three-month hiatus. Money. It's simple, man. I go out there. All I do is win. I'm winning in the ring. I'm winning on the mic. I'm constantly winning. Obviously, I had no problem with how things were going. I just had a problem with how I was being showcased. That was the issue. The issue was money. I was looking to my left and to my right, and I was hearing subtle rumblings of what guys were making, and it was two and three times what I was getting, and I'm the minute-by-minute draw. I've seen the analytics. I went. This doesn't work for me. I'm MJ freaking F. Pay up. Not just in AEW. Most guys in WWE, guys in Impact, guys in Ring of Honor, everyone for that matter. Now on his three-month hiatus and why he was out prior to All Out. When I went home, I made it clear to Tony Khan, pay up or daddy doesn't show up. The fact is, I took my now beautiful fiance to Greece for two weeks. The last three days of the trip, we went to Venice and Italy. I then went home. I stayed home. I didn't leave my home because I did not want any single solitary wrestling fan to see me out. They don't deserve to see me unless they're paying to see me. That's why the greatest trick the devil has ever pulled was convincing the world that he doesn't exist, which is exactly what I did for three straight months. I take what I do very seriously. If you want to see a star, you need to pay a star. I stayed at home. I went to the gym inside of my home. I didn't leave. The only time I left my home was for two weeks. I was doing what I wanted to do. So you know what? If wrestling fans wanted a taste of MJF, they needed to give me the money, and they sure did. If you'd like to find out more about what MJF had to say about everything, about his three-month hiatus from AEW and his current relationship with Tony Khan, continue to follow eWrestling News, and more information will be coming forward. Triple H is discussing his new approach to creative now that Vince McMahon is no longer in the WWE. Ryan Clark's writing in at this hour for eWrestling News. Earlier today, it was announced that this year's WWE Survivor Series pay-per-view would be taking the feature of two War Games matches. Now, in an interview with The Ringer, Triple H commented on the War Games concept and how he approaches creative and so much more. Now, specifically on this year's Survivor Series, we'll have a men's War Games match and a women's War Games match. The tradition of the Survivor Series has been an ebb and flow, and it's changed slightly over time, but this will be similar to that. It will not be a Raw versus SmackDown. It'll be much more of a story-driven. I think it'll be more of the traditional component to what the Survivor Series was. And I think it's the largest teams of people competing against each other. Well, when we add it all up and throw in a little bit of war games, and that's how it's going to evolve. 
Now, on the original War Games matches, this is what Triple H had to say. I love the original War Games matches, the very first ones with the Horsemen and Dusty and the Road Warriors. Those were always my favorites. It was a different time in the business. It was a simpler time also. Now, on his approach to creative, Triple H would go on to say, One of the things that Vince always used to say is, if you put yourself in the seats, you can never go wrong. Now, the fans have different points of views at this stage of life, but you've got to go online. You've got to see what every single person has to say. What are their views and how they are expressing it? But I think if you go out there and you think, would they want to see this? If I was a fan, would I love to see this? Or what would I want to see? Now, Triple H also talked about the use of blood in professional wrestling, and this is what he said. The world has changed. The world has evolved. I don't think it's necessary. If we've got talent that gets cut open, usually we see them roll out and they'll make some type of gesture. Nothing dangerous. I'm just I'm op open to it right now. I'm open to it, but you know what? In the state the world is in right now, it might not necessarily be all the things that we need right now. You know what, we do things that are dangerous enough without intentionally making it more dangerous. Yes, if we did do bleeding for a long time in WWE, but now we've changed its practice, and it would be really be irresponsible to go back to it. If you'd like to find out more about what Triple H had to say in his interview about everything in WWE and how the landscape has changed ever since he took over and the direction he sees WWE going in in the future, continue to follow E-Wrestling News and more information will be forthcoming. We have backstage news on several Impact Wrestling contracts that are currently set to expire soon. Ryan Clark's writing into this hour, Maria Kanellis recently revealed that Matt Taven and Mike Bennett's current contracts with Impact Wrestling are expected to expire in the near future. Now, as far as her own contract is concerned, that runs through Bound for Glory. Now, according to a report from Fightful, Mia Yim signed with the company through this October. Additionally, Chris Sabian is under contract with Impact Wrestling through the end of this year. For more information on the contract situations with Impact Wrestling, continue following eWrestling News and Ryan Clark will have more information on all of this. We have some notes on Conan and his claims at AEW not allowing Kenny Omega to work Triple Mania. Let's find out what Conan had to say. During the latest edition of Keeping It Real 100 podcast, AAA booker Conan claimed that Kenny Omega would not be able to work AAA Mania in Mexico City because AEW would not allow him to do so due to his suspension. Now, according to a report from Dave Meltzer, Omega was never booked for the show either. While AAA officials wanted to have him appear, they were told because he was suspended, he was not able to work any other shows. Now, it's unknown if Omega would be able to appear on the show if he gets booked going forward, but as of right now, it's a no-go. AAA reportedly wanted to book Omega versus El Hero del Vikingo on the show. Unfortunately, that doesn't look like it's happening. For more information on all of this, continue following e-wrestling news, and more information on this will be coming forward. Also making news at this hour, Logan Paul. Now, Logan Paul has been making waves in WWE, but what is next for Logan Paul? Now, Ryan Clark's writing into this hour for E-Wrestling News. Logan Paul reveals his goal to make WWE even bigger than it is already right now. Now, during a recent interview with the Bleacher Report, Logan Paul commented on his goal to make WWE even bigger than it is today. It was announced over the weekend that Logan Paul will be taking on Roman Reigns at WWE's Crown Jewel event, which will be taking place soon. He went on to say, and I quote, Okay, this is no diss to the WWE, but I told them this before I signed my contract. I'm a good amplifier. I'm a good at crossover. 
big mainstream events. The WWE is a universe, it's huge, but I told Triple H that I want to make this a multiverse, right? How do I bring people in who aren't necessarily watching wrestling or who may not be interested in WWE? I think I can bring eyeballs, and they know I can do it. It's happening. Oh yeah, it's real. Those are just the facts. If you'd like to find out more about what Logan Paul has to say, not only about the fact that he can bring more eyes to WWE's product, but about his upcoming match with Roman Reigns at Crown Jewel, continue following eWrestling News, and more information will be forthcoming. News on, more news on Crown Jewel, Batista and Judgment Day. Ryan Clark's writing it at this hour. WWE posted an additional highlight video from Saturday's press conference in Las Vegas, Nevada to announce the news of Logan Paul versus Roman Reigns at Crown Jewel. The video right now is up on their YouTube page and you can check out the face-to-face. In addition to that, we also know that WWE shared some recent videos, some individual entrance themes for The Judgment Days, Rhea Ripley, Finn Balor, and Damian Priest. Once again, you can find all that information out over on WWE's YouTube page. Now, watch the complete rivalry between Eddie Guerrero and Brock Lesnar in 2004, starting with Guerrero earning a title opportunity for his unforgettable WWE Championship win at No Way Out in 2004. Dave Bautista was also featured on the most recent episode of Little Demon, which is a new adult animated anarchist comedy on FX. You can check out the official trailer on their YouTube page. With more information on all this, continue follow Ryan Clark, and more information on all these stars will be coming forward. Madison Rain is making news at this hour. The longtime successful female wrestler is revealing how her new AEW signing came all together. Now, during a recent appearance on AEW, the Unrestricted podcast, Madison Rain commented on how her AEW signing came together and why it was the best move for her career. Now, on how her signing came together, she would say, and I quote, I saw that AEW was coming to Columbus, which is my hometown. I haven't wrestled here in, I don't know, years, like many years, at least not to the capacity where everyone could be there. I talked a little bit about my dad, who is very, very ill right now. He's with stage four cancer. So when I saw the advertisement, my only thought was, wrestling this weird but awesome world, and I never thought that I'd be working for a company like this. And I kind of want to do it right now. I'm within the parameters of being allowed to do this for all the right reasons. I had a lot of career moments happen, and I felt like this is one that I needed to take. So I reached out to a couple of people, and the responses seemed very positive. But probably with everything, and definitely happening with wrestling, I knew I had to hurry up in this situation. But once I hurried up, then I had to wait. But then hurrying up turned into waiting again. I had spoken with some people, and before I knew it, I was talking to Tony's wife, and it was outlining this opportunity for me. I was like, I've read plenty of wrestling contracts in my life. They sent it to me. I knew where to sign. Let's get it done. It literally happened just that quickly. Now on how the last month of her career has been since she joined AEW, she would go on to say, So for my first week in AEW, I was like, okay, what does everything fall into place? Where do I need to go? What does this have to happen? When does that have to happen? Well, things weren't happening, and it was so seamless then. Everything became so easy. My first day, I walked into the most overwhelmingly positive response. Everybody was so nice and welcoming. It's been a long time since I was the new kid on the playground. So I was feeling like the new kid all over again. So what do I do here? What do I do there? But everyone was so accommodating and so nice. It's actually been probably one of the best months in my entire career. 
Now, on what her primary role in AEW will be, this is what she said. When I had my initial conversations about coming to the company, it was primarily to be a coach. Then, obviously, they were like, well, you can wrestle. Yeah, you wrestled for a long time, they said. And do you still like to be an in-ring competitor? If you do, that would be great. The wrestler in me still was like a, a teeny tiny bopper just wanting to go and still wrestle and go out there and get all the reactions from the fans. And I wasn't just saying that because I was happy. I actually had butterflies. It's truly unlike anything I've ever felt before. So getting that type of being able to scratch that itch one more time, it was perfect. But going forward, my duties will primarily be as the coach. And I think that's great too, because when I came in, I did a couple of matches for fans who weren't familiar with who Madison Rain was. But now that I've gotten in the ring and I've shown you what I can do, that's fine. So hopefully everyone has understood who I am and know what I'm here for. If you'd like to read more about what Madison Rain had to say about now being in AEW, continue following E-Wrestling News and more information on her will be coming forward. Lila Gray is making news at this hour. Successful female wrestling star from All Elite Wrestling, Lila Gray. During a recent interview with Die Sports Network, Lila Gray revealed that she officially signed a contract with All Elite Wrestling back in July. Now, while Gray hasn't wrestled much, she does often appear on camera as a member of Jade Cargill's Baddies group. This is what she had to say. Well, AEW has been fantastic, like I was working with them for probably a year and a half doing dark matches. I worked in March of 2021, this past summer in July, I was signed. Now I'm part of the baddies alongside TBS champion Jade Cargill. And you know what? Me and Kira Hogan, Red Velvet, when she comes back, she's injured right now, but it's going to be good. If you'd like to find out more about Lila Gray officially signing a contract with AEW this past summer, follow her article that is trending right now over on e-wrestling news we got some news on powerhouse hobbs aew powerhouse hobbs has a message during suicide prevention month now all elite wrestling posted a video on twitter today where powerhouse hobbs helped to spread the awareness for suicide prevention month in the video which you can see online hobbs tells a very personal story and revealed that he deals with his own emotions this is one thing he had to say i grew up in a household where being told that the boys and men aren't supposed to cry and seeking some type of outside help meant that you were crazy. I've had a lot of trauma in my life, being shot, losing my brother, losing my mother about a year ago, and losing my grandparents, so I seek outside help. Personally, I keep things built up inside me, and then I'm going to explode. I'm 6'2 and 270 pounds, and I do cry. And I have two males that I'm raising, and I do want to let them to know that it's okay to cry. For me, I need that person, someone outside to give me guidance, to let me know that it's okay, that I'm worth something. If I can speak on my personal experiences that can ever help someone, this big muscular guy, this athlete, yeah, he cries too. And guess what? It's okay to cry. Remember, if you're experiencing any thoughts of suicide or harm, please call 988 in the United States and 0800-689-5652 if you are in the UK. For more information on all this, continue following Ryan Clark. You can also follow Powerhouse Hobbs on social media as well. Now, Bobby Lashley and Seth Rollins are making news at this hour. Andrew Ravens is writing in, Bobby Lashley and Seth Rollins hype their title match on WWE Raw. 
Bobby Lashley will be defending his WWE United States title against Seth Rollins on tonight's episode of Raw. Now, earlier today, the two stars had a back and forth on Twitter to promote the match. Now, this is what Lashley said. Seth wants to talk about the U.S. title like he belongs to it. This title represents some of the hardest workers in the business and will continue to do that after we're both done. I'm proud to hold this championship and will continue to defend this against the best of the best. Now, Rollins said, Sir Robert, you got it backwards. The title isn't below me. It's above you. Tonight, I restore it to its glory and I'll hit your favorite pose while I'm at it. For more information on this feud, continue to follow eWrestling News and continue to follow the USA Network as their match will be on tonight. Let's talk about Schwerve Strickland, the AEW superstar. Andrew Ravens is writing in at this hour. Swerve Strickland discusses Hit Row returning to WWE. Now, Swerve Strickland, formerly known as Isaiah Swerve, was aligned with Top Dalla in B. Fab and Asante, and all of those were in a group called Hit Row in WWE. Now, the group was released a few weeks before making the main roster debut in 2020. Strickland then went on his own way, went to AEW. He then paired up with Keith Lee, while Triple H brought back the rest of the group after Vince McMahon had let them go. This is what he had to say. I'm happy to see where they're all at now. I'm happy to see them in the mix, and I'm happy to see those three individuals getting a chance to perform again on a nice level. Strickland said while on a podcast of Under the Ring, Under the Triple H regime, they have more of an opportunity to express and truly showcase everything they can do and all their potential. Top Dollar is a brilliant mind for that too. And a lot of the stuff that they did in NXT, starting with the SmackDown stuff, Top Dollar presented a lot of brilliant ideas. He's truly the godfather of the Hit Row group. If you'd like to find out more about all of this and what Schwerve Strickland had to say, continue following Andrew Ravens, and he has more of this over on eWrestling News. Dakota Kai is making news at this hour. Dakota Kai thinks tag team titles can help elevate the WWE Women's Division. Dakota Kai sees her reign as WWE Women's Tag Team Champion with Iro Shirai as an opportunity to advance the women's division in the company. While speaking to El Brunch de WWE, Kai stated that she wants to elevate the entire division. She would go on to say the following. So with the Women's Tag Team Championships being brought back and then creating a tournament around it, now, during the tournament, we were really adamant that we were going to be the ones to win those championships. In the finals, it didn't quite work out that way. So I think we would need a rematch. You know what? We need a rematch to get those. In terms of us and damage control and all the things that have been they've been saying at us, we won at Clash, but we needed that momentum. For Eero and I to win these tag team champions, not only does it mean something for us, but it means something for the entire group, for the entire women's division. I would love to defend these tag team championships against any team who wants a challenge for them. And I think it would not only help us, but it would also elevate the entire women's division as well. I think that only elevates people. It elevates us as individuals, but in the end, it elevates the division. She would also go on to say, I want it so badly for this division to continue to be elevated and lifted to prove that we are worthy of tag team championships. Whoever wants to try and take them, you know what? It ain't going to be easy. It ain't going to be easy. For more information on this and hearing more thoughts on what she has to say about the women's division in WWE, continue following eWrestling News and more will be coming forward. 
Matt Cardona is making news at this hour. Matt Cardona announces his return to the WWE Network. Thomas Lawson's writing in at this hour. Fans of former WWE superstar Matt Cardona will soon see new content of the former Broski on the WWE Network. Cardona, also known as Zack Ryder during his time in WWE, was released in 2020 after 15 years with WWE, leaving a former Intercontinental United States and Tag Team Champions. Now on Twitter, Cardona promoted his Progress Wrestling debut, which will be featured on WWE's streaming service. He went on to say this on Twitter. Breaking, I'm returning to WWE Network. Tonight, I made my Progress Wrestling debut, and I retained the Internet Championship. For more information on all things Matt Cardona, continue following eWrestling News and follow him on all forms of social media. CM Punk is making news at this hour. Thomas Lawson's writing in that a star says CM Punk was racist, and this is coming from someone from AEW Dark. Now, AEW Dark performer has lashed out at former world champion CM Punk, accusing him of being racist. Punk, who's a two-time AEW world champion, was removed from the program following the all-out media scrum and subsequent backstage fight. Speaking to livestream, Vinish commented on Punk and didn't really hold back at all. CM Punk is the biggest blank racist pieces of blank that I've ever, ever met in my life. He's one of the worst guys I've ever met from AEW. I did have an experience with him as well. I believe he acted the way he acted, maybe because the color of my skin, maybe the nationality or my heritage I represent. I've experienced discrimination in AEW, 100%. For more information on all of this, continue following eWrestling News and this article right now that is trending with Thomas Lawson. If you're enjoying this podcast, remember, Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast that brings you all the late-breaking news in the world of wrestling. Whether it's WWE, AEW, or any other promotion, we bring you a headlines of everything that's trending right now on social media. With that being said, let's go ahead and skip back to the headlines. Ryan Clark is writing in at this hour, Malachi Black issues a statement and reveals why he requested his AEW release. Now, Malachi Black has been a hot topic of conversation lately after reports surfaced that he has requested his release from All Elite Wrestling. Now, on Sunday, the leader of the House of Black issued a statement discussing his health and his future. In the statement, which was posted on Instagram, Black confirmed that he did, in fact, request his release from AEW. Some of the reasons for them are to do the fact that he's suffered several setbacks as of late, including losing a close friend to suicide, his mental illness, and so many more. Here's what he had to say. First, thank you for all your messages. Know they are being read and appreciated with all the turmoil going on in the landscape of pro wrestling. I took the time to think about my words, but also needed to wait until the conversation between mine and AEW camp had come to a conclusion. Firstly, I dislike reading parts of my private conversations between myself and AEW in regards to my mental well-being on the internet. These conversations were private and not meant to be shared with the public. But as by now most people realize I'm a very private person and I do not feel the need to have my stuff out there on the internet. If you've been following me longer than a cup of coffee, you're aware I've spoken about them prior and would be the one deciding when it's time to release these things to the public or maybe I wouldn't talk about them at all, especially not through someone else's mouth. As with anything else, the lips of someone else, that's how stories get distorted. Secondly, to be in line with the above, 
You also need context. I did indeed ask for my release. The last two years of my life have led a lot of setbacks. Both me and my wife have been afflicted by uncomfortable actions from the outside that have resulted in the loss of life, medical setbacks, career jeopardizing, the suicide of a close friend, and a family member who almost lost their life, then experiencing the injury that I was sure would end my career. I spent every week going through several sessions of rehab dry needling, and therapy just to try to be able to walk and compete. Now, this is beginning to be the tip of the iceberg with the combination of the promises in my professional field that were not upheld, which resulted as the combination of all of these things leading to the demoralization of my life and career. This decision has been in my mind for the past six months. Now, Black would also go on to say, it's hard to really put my finger and say, this was the moment that it all went wrong, but I can tell you, that after so many years I have learned from a rational point of view to see what I need to hit hit the brakes at times and do what I need to do. Perhaps once my mind settles on certain things and processes with the last two years have been, I will convey via a different platform. These exist and why they happened and more informed conversations about them. But for now, know that I am good. I am taking care of myself for the first time in 22 years, a few months of rehabilitation, and the last two decades of my life. Lastly, I read a few narratives online in regards to my release, mental health, and my personal life that I can summarize swiftly. If it didn't come from me, it didn't happen. Stuff about conditional releases, stuff in my marriage, or using the said mental health to leverage the other ways before my parting wasn't a part of my public conversation, and they are false. My marriage is fine. I am fine. It is just time to make sure those things stay that way. Once again, I appreciate you and the support, and we will see each other soon. MB. For more information on Malachi Black and everything happening right now in his life and his career, continue following eWrestling News, and more information will be coming forward. Once again, if you're enjoying this podcast, remember, Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast that brings you all the late-breaking news in the world of wrestling. Whether it's AEW, WWE, or others, we're here to bring you a comprehensive breakdown to everything that's happening in the world of wrestling. With that being said, let's go ahead and let's get right back to the headlines. WWE star comments on possibility of Roman Reigns versus The Rock? Now, many wrestling fans know that there's a relation between The Rock and Roman Reigns, but would this dream match ever happen? Roman Reigns has been calling himself the head of the table, but fans have long speculated that this Reigns cousin, The Rock, would take exception to that moniker if he ever decides to return to WWE. Now, in the meantime, one member of WWE SmackDown roster has weighed in on the potential mega showdown between the undisputed WWE Universal Champion, and the man simply known as the Great One. During an interview with Ricochet, Steve Fall of NBC Sports Boston's 10 Cal podcast, now he jokingly asked the former Intercontinental Champion why The Rock would be the perfect man to dethrone Roman Reigns. This is what he had to say. Because The Rock is the best in the world, Ricochet said simply, who else is it going to be? Ricochet is aware that The Rock is in high demand, but if the stars align, he believes the match could come to fruition. He also went on to say, He can do anything he wants, Ricochet said. If he wants to do it again, it's going to happen. With that said, Ricochet isn't selling himself short when it comes to potentially challenging Roman Reigns for the undisputed championship down the road himself. He would also say the following, Roman's on a freaking roll right now, Ricochet said. I'd like to get my hands on him too. 
I know Roman Reigns, but I ain't never going to say anybody is going to beat me. You ain't never going to find that. Now, Reigns is fresh off his successful title defense against Drew McIntyre at WWE Clash of the Castle that happened in Cardiff, Wales. Now, he'll be putting his undisputed WWE Universal Championship on the line in another high-profiled match against social media celebrity and part-time WWE superstar Logan Paul at Crown Jewel, which will be happening in Rahad, Saudi Arabia on November the 5th. Ricochet has recently found himself in conflict with Reigns' stable, The Bloodline, and recently defeated honorary Oost, Sami Zayn on SmackDown. For more information, continue following eWrestling News and more information on all of this will be coming forward. Dominic D'Angelo is writing in for Wrestling Inc. right now. AEW Rampage sees a boost in ratings while WWE SmackDown viewership starts to decline. It was a reversal of fortunes on this past Friday for WWE SmackDown and AEW Rampage. WrestleNomics shared the viewership information for Friday's event, which was September the 16th. Now, the episode of Dynamite was viewed by 2.2 million viewers. Now, that was down 7% from the prior week. Now, the key demographics also were down for SmackDown averaging 652,000 people in the age demographic of 18 to 49. That was down 12% from the Friday before, totaling a .50 in the 18 to 49. Rampage, however, saw a much-needed boost. Friday's episode saw an average of 470,000 viewers, giving the show a 10% increase in total viewership from the prior week. Now, the key demos saw a very slight uptick, but still an uptick, as it was watched on an average of 183,000 people who were in the key demo of 18 to 49, which comes out to a .14. Now, it may be a meager 1% increase, but it's still something. Now, despite the drop, SmackDown came in second overall in the key demo, only behind ESPN, which was airing college football, which drew an overwhelming .77 in the 18-49 rating. Rampage ranked 28th in that category, but 14th in cable ratings for Friday night. Now, looking on it back from one year from today, SmackDown had an audience of 2.2 million. That's 2% less than it was for this past Friday. The demographic also saw a 14% higher rating. Now, last year's show did a 0.86 in the key demos of 18 to 49. Rampage last year was higher with a total average of 642,000 fans. And now that's 27% more than when it did this past week. The key demo at this time last year on September 17th had 50% more people watching in the key 18 to 49 demo. With more information on all of these, continue following Wrestling Inc. and you can also follow WrestleNomics to get all the key numbers in all the key categories. Dakota Cohen's writing in at this hour for Wrestling Inc. WWE Hall of Famer sees a lot of himself in CM Punk. Now, CM Punk has been in the wrestling news for a couple of weeks now, following everything that happened at All Out. Now, Punk was never one to be staying away from sharing his opinion, especially on the Click Podcast. WWE Hall of Famer Kevin Nash shared his own feelings when he worked with CM Punk back in 2011, shortly after Punk cut his famous pipe bomb promo. This is what he said. At 42 years old, Punk is tired, Nash said. He's beat up. I was in the ring at 55, and he was cutting a promo on me. I can hear your knees, and I started laughing. I thought, you're dead, you. And then he cut a promo on me again. You know what? He's toxic shock syndrome. I googled him. I thought, my God, this dude, he's continued to wrestle for over 10 years after this? 
I watched Punk come back. I watched everything he's done since he's come back, Nash continued. He made sure he made everybody know that he was there. So you know what? He is a pro. He, you know what? He is running and gunning. Basically, politically as well. He had too much heat, which maybe was deserved. I see a lot of me in him. I'm not going to speak for him, but you know what? He is a little bit of a prick as well. If you'd like to find out more about what Kevin Nash had to say about CM Punk, especially looking back to what their feud was, continue following Wrestling Inc. and more information will be coming forward. Hulk Hogan is making news at this hour. Martin Dickinson is writing in at this hour for Wrestling Inc. Hulk Hogan is one of the most notable wrestlers of all time. Frankly, he's a household name and a legend in the wrestling industry. His wrestling career spanned over four decades, and at one time he was considered to be the most revered and most loved icon in the world of wrestling, until he wasn't. In 2015, Hulk Hogan was soured in the eyes of most fans after a racist comment had been leaked on a sex tape. The racist scandal ruined Hulk Hogan's reputation in many ways, and he still has never recovered. If you'd like to read more about this article trending right now on Wrestling Inc., you will find everything that has encompassed Hulk Hogan's career in the world of wrestling. Continuing on, Adam Cole is making news at this hour. Adam Cole and Tony Khan hang out at the Jaguars game. Adam Cole, who's been out with injury recently, still is not being completely hidden in the shadows. Adam Cole and owner Tony Khan recently had a get-together at the Jacksonville Jaguars game this past weekend. The Jaguars picking up their first win of the 2022 season, and the Fulham Football Club also emerged victorious in their premier match against Nottingham Forest Football Club. Khan took to his Twitter account to boast about his recent success, including an image of him meeting outside with Adam Cole of TIAA Bank, the home of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, after a great dynamite in our biggest viewership in 51 weeks ahead of Grand Slam on Wednesday, Fulham FC with a great Way win Friday, the Jaguars winning their home opener yesterday and seeing Adam Cole afterwards. It was maybe the best week I've had in a long time, thanks to all of you. Now, Cole's been away from in-ring since the AEW New Japan Forbidden Door crossover pay-per-view. Now, reports came out that Cole suffered a very serious concussion during the fatal four-way match for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship, which does explain why the finish really came off wrong. Cole has ducked a rainmaker from Okada, but didn't look so good when he laid on the mat. When Jay White hit Okada with a Blade Runner and pinned Cole, who was actually supposed to be pinning on him. For more information on all this, continue following Wrestling Inc. And more information about Adam Cole's status will be forthcoming. Let's go ahead and let's talk a little more about Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega reportedly unable to do major shows because of his AEW suspension. As we reported earlier in the show, Kenny Omega and All Elite Wrestling are still on ice as his suspension is being upheld, following his role in the post-AEW All Out Brawl. Now, some have been wondering what this means for the group regarding appearances that outside of AEW. As many know, wrestlers who work for AEW also have the abilities to work outside shows as well. well. A new statement from the booker of one promotion seemed to suggest that neither Omega nor the Bucks will be able to do very much at all until the situation regarding the brawl has been resolved. Last week on Keeping It Real 100, AAA matchmaker Conan revealed that Omega wouldn't be appearing at AAA's Triple Mania in Mexico City due to the fact that they were, fault they were being suspended. 
Now, Omega was supposed to headline Triple Mania. You know what? But they won't let him, Conan said. However, Dave Meltzer disputed Omega's involvement in Triple Mania early on Monday morning in his latest edition of the Wrestling Observer Radio. Meltzer would go on to say he was never supposed to be on the show to begin with. They had hoped that they could get him, but because he was suspended, they were told that he couldn't. But he's not going to be booked on any other shows at all either. Now, if he wasn't suspended, he could have been on the show. It just means that when they asked for him, they were told that he was suspended, but he had not agreed to be on the show either. For more information on everything Kenny Omega, continue following Wrestling Inc. and more information about his suspension will be forthcoming. Stone Cold Steve Austin is making news at this hour. Wrestling Inc. is writing in, Stone Cold Steve Austin says, this wrestler had the best mic skills of the Attitude Era. Phil Hall's writing in, During WWE's Attitude Era, the microphone became the most powerful tool that a wrestler could use to sharpen their persona while puncturing their vile's reputations. Stone Cold Steve Austin used an appearance on the YouTube's First We Feast to praise Dwayne The Rock Johnson for being able to establish his stardom via the mic. This is what Stone Cold had to say. You cannot overlook The Rock, Austin said when asked about which Attitude star had the most talent on the microphone. When he first arrived on the scene, it was a good-looking, third-generation babyface that people just didn't like to him. They'd say, die, Rocky, die. Austin recalled that Johnson began to click with the audience when he joined the Nation of Domination, and he ascended to the top of that organization. The Rock made use of multiple catchphrases to get him over during his time in WWE. Perhaps his most favorite line is, if you smell what the Rock is cooking, which eventually was incorporated into his entrance theme. Though, know your role and shut your mouth are definitely up there as well. According to Austin, the Rock's mic skills proved invaluable in helping him win the fans over. Austin will also go on to say, he started wearing his silk shirts and started referring to himself in third person and working on that eyebrow, Stone Cold said, and then he electrified and he captivated crowds with his catchphrases, his cadence, his delivery, his message, calling everyone a jabroni. Now, while Austin credited himself with being outstanding on the microphone in his own right, he said Johnson commanded the audience's respect, attention, and elicited the response that he was looking for from them. If you'd like to find out more what Steve Austin had to say about the mic, work that The Rock had, continue following Wrestling Inc. and more information will be coming forward. That's going to do it for the headlines for today, Monday, September the 19th, 2022. Remember, Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast that brings you all the late-breaking information in the world of wrestling. Whether it's your favorite wrestling promotion or your favorite star, we make sure we capture all the late-breaking headlines so you don't have to. Don't waste time on your phone or on the computer. Go ahead and listen to this podcast, which is available anywhere fine podcasts are made available. With that being said, my name is Mike Freeland, and I hope to catch you on the next episode of Headlines. My name is Mike Freeland, and if you're looking for an exciting wrestling podcast to add to your library, then look no further than the Front Row Material brand. Each and every week I sit down with some of the most exciting superstars in the world of wrestling, from upcoming stars in the indies to dedicated veterans of the squared circle. I also host a daily podcast called Headlines, which gives you the updated information on all your favorite superstars in all your favorite promotions, giving you not only the backstage look, but also what are the industry experts saying about things. And finally, join myself and my 
my executive producer, The Rit, where we talk about everything in the world of professional wrestling all across the landscape, from storylines to interviews to what's happening and what we think is going to be happening the next time you turn on your TV. Don't miss it. It's the Front Row Material brand brought to you by the MLW Radio Network. The world of MLW Radio never stops.